What's good, everybody? Blake DeJarn with Audible Bias bringing you the first ever weekly Audible Bias NFL podcast. Today, I've got three other hosts with me. Every week, we'll have three new hosts to get a fresh take. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. What's up, everybody? I'm Nick Schmidt. I'm Cameron Bell. I'm Jack Williams. And those are our hosts today. We are going to take a look at the NFC South, a very interesting division. Cam, what's going on over there? Yeah, so we take a look at the last game between the Saints and the Bucks, and the bottom question that we need to figure out is, was it a fluke? Um, you look at Tampa Bay's first four drives, and they were all three and outs. It was the first time Tom Brady's ever done that in his career. Um, a lot of that could have to do with trying to incorporate Antonio Brown. He had six receptions, so they're just trying to get him going. Um, but honestly, the Saints came prepared, and they threw a lot of cover schemes at Brady that I don't think he was expecting. Um, I still don't think New Orleans is the better team. This this game says otherwise, but honestly, like we know how Tom Brady gets late in the season, and he's been working with Antonio Brown for a while now. You know, he was with him with the Patriots there for a bit, and then all summer and leading up to the season, there were rumors that they were throwing together in the offseason, so they're very well connected. Um, I think they're going to try and utilize them a lot, uh, drag routes, finding holes and uh, cover schemes. Um, but I think once it hits time for playoffs, even if the Saints go into the playoffs with a better record, I don't see the Saints going farther than the Bucks. Um, it was it was literally Tom Brady's like worst nightmare game. Like Breeze threw for four, Tom Brady had zero. It was like the second time in his career that. Uh, he got outnumbered like that as far as touchdowns go. Um, and overall, I just I don't know if I believe in the Saints team yet. It always feels like when they get in the playoffs, they're going to have something stupid happen. <laughs> um, and Drew Brees isn't looking as good this year as he has been these last couple years. Um, so I think Tom Brady and the Bucks as a unit will look at this game and figure out exactly how to attack the Saints because the Saints defense has been hit or miss throughout the season um, so whenever they play again or if they meet in the playoffs which would be really cool um, I, I think if they played twice I think the Bucks would take them both and if they only play one more time I think the Bucks would probably win by 10 to 14 Tom Brady never gets blown out twice you know mm-hmm. so he's going to go into that game uh, looking for some sort of revenge and I think once Antonio Brown gets a couple more weeks because he came into this game with what a week and a half knowing the playbook and right. still got six receptions yeah. um, so we already see a good amount of incorporation from him there um, but yeah overall I don't believe in the Saints yet I still think the Bucks are one of the teams to beat in the NFC um, the NFC South is kind of weird just with how everything's looking right now you got the Bucks uh, half game back now um, and then you got the Panthers and, and the Falcons. And the, and the yeah, Falcons yeah. both sitting at what, three and six? Yeah, yeah. Well, three and six at the bottom of the division. Yeah, no, I mean, I going off what Cam said there, you know, obviously Brady did not play his best. Well, that's just to be clear. But knowing him, they're going to fire back. They'll be ready to go by the end of the year. Brady always does, you know. We've talked about it for, what, the past couple seasons. You know, Ooh. after one game, it's all, but he's done, he's retired, all yeah, that crap, right. you know, all that stuff. You know, I mean, look in 2014 with New England. They were an 0-2 mm-hmm. team, and they went on and they beat Seattle in that epic Super Bowl. So my confidence with the Bucks hasn't gone down. I think they obviously, you know, they need to fix some things. Defense has been a little was a little inconsistent last week, but um, I think the Bucks will respond great. You know, their, their receiving core is just about as good as anybody in the NFL, and I think they're figuring out how to finally use Gronkowski, too. Mm-hmm. You can get him involved. Um, another thing I would 
like to see the Bucks improve on them is their run game. I think they need to get Ronald Jones going there. They obviously got that acquisition of Leonard Fournette over the summer. So, you know, they need to build on that to get him going and get more of the pressure off Brady because right now they're only relying on the throw, mm-hmm. on the pass. So, I mean, I think there's a lot to improve on for the Bucks, but um, by the end of the year they should be a – you know, right in there for the number one seed, maybe even go to the Super Bowl. So now, I want to come back and touch on something that both of y'all mentioned, and that was uh, Brady not losing consecutive games. Right. Because that's a really interesting talking point when you look at how they separated the whole argument coming into the season. Well, it wasn't an argument. We were going to find out who needed who, Belichick or Brady. Mm-hmm. Belichick is on a he was on a four game skid, which he has never done with Tom Brady. The most games they've lost in a row was three, and that was like back in 02. Well, right, mm-hmm. you're talking oh, about now, yeah, right I'm now. talking about that. But now I'm looking at Brady. But he yeah. also yes. But he's also had, like, uh, since we've gone, they did play week one. Saints-Bucks did have that week one matchup. That's right. And the Saints did win that one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we, you are correct. We very much, like, I think it's very possible to see both of these teams in the playoffs, and we will get a round three. And I think, like, y'all were right. Like, Brady's probably not going to lose three in a row to this team. No. Saints will find no. a way to blow it, and blow it, and I think that's the perfect storyline, the perfect cause. The Bucks do seem like the team that would knock it And, and another here, point, though. too, is, you know, everybody's all, you know, obviously Brady doesn't have Belichick. They have – Bruce Arians is a good coach. Yes, yeah. That guy that's knows sure. how to coach. He's been an NFL coach for years. He, mm-hmm. You know, he – Back in the 70s and stuff, he was actually the head coach at Temple, and he actually built Temple into somewhat of a good program there, you know, at the college level. But then he went to the NFL, and he's had great success. And actually, early on, though, in the early 2000s, he was the offensive coordinator for the Steelers mm. with Big Ben early on. And you saw what Big Ben can do. You know, he won two Super Bowls. Was, the, was Aaron's on the 05 Super Bowl roster? Yeah, yeah I, believe, really? I believe he was. But I'm just saying, I mean, I obviously I brought up the college thing, but yeah. I mean, he, uh-huh. I'm sure, just, I, I, I know, I, I just said that because he's got a lot of NFL, a lot of yeah. coach, not NFL, but coaching experience, sure. you know? So, and that is very I mean, important. nothing, I mean, everybody thinks that part of Brady's struggles is, oh, there's no Belichick, no this, no Josh McDaniels. I go, mm-hmm. hang on a second. He's got Bruce Arians, all right? He, Bruce Arians actually, remember that? Remember when the Cardinals were so good? Mm-hmm. He made Carson Palmer look into a <laughs> top 10 quarterback. Right. I mean, Come on, you know, I say no panic in Tampa yet. You know, yeah. they're they're going to – round three is very possible. I think it's obvious that they're going to – you know, they're going to be in the hunt for the playoffs. So, um, you know, I think uh, there, there certainly shouldn't be any panic. Mm-hmm. All right, and I think we've spent a lot of time. Let's finish off this short little podcast by talking about the other half of the NFC South. Two teams with very – different stories it seems like the falcons have a very high powered offense defense can't figure it out they lose a lot of games for that mm-hmm. um then you look at the panthers which i just cannot get a read their defense seems to be unspectacular pretty average their offense is just cursed by injuries but teddy bridgewater is making it happen you've seen curtis Samuel take over a huge role mm-hmm. and they've played well when they're going it's together he's connected there a lot but mccaffrey went down again you have any thoughts on uh, the panthers or any of those teams jack i mean McCaffrey just needs to stay healthy, I think, for them to do good. But, I mean, uh, what's his name? The backup, uh, Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. For, he's done really well, though, too. So, I mean, they're they're good. I mean, for a first-year head coach and how they did last year, you know, I think that, like, not this year probably, but in future years, I think they'll do fine. And mm-hmm. uh, Matt Rule, he's a good coach. He turned Baylor. Yeah, around. like, yeah. Look, going off what Jack said, you know, look at what Matt Rule did at Baylor. When he walked into Baylor, they were a complete mess. You know, yeah. they were coming off – of you know their previous coach Art Bryles they had a big sexual assault scandals and all that stuff Ooh. with their players and his first year they went 1 and 11 and then by the end of his third year look at what they did they were 11 and 3 and they were Ooh. obviously within you know they could have beaten Oklahoma last year and they had a chance to go to the playoff oh shit sorry but and then uh, <laughs> and then uh 
you know, and they, you know, he controlled, you know, they had the chance to control their destiny. Obviously, they didn't. But, you know, I think Matt Rule, he can carry that success into the NFL and he can, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, what's, what's going on with McCaffrey is unfortunate. You know, I yeah. think he's a great player. It's terrible for you the know, NFL. It is terrible. It, so it is bad. It is bad. It is bad, you know. And he, um, he is a good player. Nothing to, you know, discredit McCaffrey. But he needs to stay healthy. And that's my one concern with McCaffrey, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I don't know. It seems like. He's had consist- consistent injury problems, and he, you know, he obviously... He, yeah, but obviously when he's on the field, though, he's like... Yeah, he's on the field. Level. He's, he's on the field, yeah. but I mean... But he's not there right now, and we're talking about the NFL right now. So yeah. like, the, the Panthers, too, are weird, because they're, they were two games away from having a completely different season. In week eight, sorry, week nine, they lost the Chiefs by two at Kansas City. I remember that. Yep, and then they also... They you know, look great that game. That's, I'm saying he competes in big games sometimes. Right. At New Orleans, they lost by three, too, two weeks before that in week seven. So I don't – this Panthers team is really weird for me. I don't know if I believe in Bridgewater yet, but if McCaffrey can stay healthy and Bridgewater has a good year next year, I, I this NFC Ooh. South division is going to be so good. Yeah, and don't no. forget and, – and, and even though, you know, obviously the Falcons have had their struggles, but mm-hmm. – their offense is really good. Oh yeah, Matt Ryan is a he's a top ten, consistent top ten quarterback. They got Julio Jones every year, top five receiver. Todd Gurley now. Todd Gurley at running back. Yeah. You know they're they're set they offensively. They put up the a problem lot of is with Atlanta has oh. been their defense. Well yeah, their yeah. defense is god awful. It is just absolutely. That, that seems like the storyline for a lot of 2020 NFL teams this year. Yeah, like what happened to the Cowboys? Well, yeah, you can well, win with a bad defense, and that's what this well, is proving yeah, this that, year. That's Hawkins true. Look, look at Seattle. Look yeah, at Seattle. Yeah. Look at their defense. They're 6-2 and two yep. with probably one of the worst defenses they're, I've ever seen. They're on pace to have the worst defense of all I know, time. I know. They, Seattle literally let Cam Newton throw for 397 <laughs> yards. I know. 397 yeah. yards. 397. I know. <laughs> the dude know. can't throw. No. Yeah. He hasn't done that to anyone else. His no. shoulder is just He's done. been terrible. Yeah, it's uh, it was unbelievable. You know, I think Seattle, what the thing is with Seattle, man, is they just, their defense is going to come back to haunt them. I mean, I want to oh, say, sure. I, I think offensively when you look at them, you know, you can easily say that they're the best team in the NFC. I can't say that with that defense. That defense is just, it just, ugh. You know, it, you got to have a good defense to keep you in the games. Imagine if Antonio Brown was the Seahawks. <laughs> just that completely <laughs> lops, let that lopsided offense and then that defense, that would have just been so heartbreaking. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. Yeah. And that was proven during the Seattle Super Bowl because uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos had the best offense of, like, all mm-hmm. time. And then Yeah, it's it just, true with the best defense, too. Another thing to look at the 85 Bears. Great defense. Yeah, oh, yeah they're always gonna be. They, they went eight to eighteen and one. You know, obviously that whole eighty-five season. Obviously, they they could have had another rematch at Marino, the only team to beat the Bears in eighty-five. But you know, defense defense does win championships. Mm-hmm. It's proven. Same thing with the Broncos in twenty sixteen. Yeah, you know that, yeah, was, a great, that was a great, a great, too. a great defense. And they went up against a high-powered Carolina offense with Newton there, and they completely shut them down. And they were able to win win the bowl. Who so, has the best defense this year? Uh, ooh, that is a great question. I know the Steelers. I think Steelers right? is good. You know, I, I look this up a lot accurate. because a lot of people in this house ask that question, and the teams the that pop up, up consistently there. every week are the Bucks, Steelers. Yeah. For some reason, Washington is in the top five in like yards allowed per game yeah. and points allowed per game. Apparently, their defense is pretty good. Their defense, but is their strong. offense is such a mess. That's a whole different issue. Yeah. To me, right now, Columbia, though, when you look at it, though, I think the most complete team in the NFL has got to be Pittsburgh, without a doubt. Yeah. They they are by far the most complete team. They play defense. They shut them down. They got a good offense now. With finally they have Big Ben healthy. That's been the thing that's been dragging them down for so long. Is they haven't had a consistent, uh, healthy Ben Roethlisberger. Now they do, and they're eight and zero. 
Let me tell you why I don't believe in the Steelers. And that's, you just said it like three times there, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, he's healthy, but have you watched him play? He's not playing well he's at all. Yeah, he's, his, his, he's running like the very safe up. West Coast offense. That's all it is. It's stump offs. They have very talented receivers. Obviously, Claypool is great. You can slop it up to him a lot, even a tight end. Yeah, and Schuster, too. Schuster. Can't believe I didn't say him first. So look at all this talent around him, and then you look at how he plays. I'm, I don't think I've seen him like complete a pass over 15 no. yards live. The I'll only- see highlights and stuff. Like I just, Their defense is great. Roethlisberger's the problem. I think they could be way better without him. The only thing, I think Schmidt's on par here with the Steelers being the most complete team in the NFL Ooh. because the last two weeks they played at Baltimore and at Titans, right? No, they, they got, played the Cowboys. No, they played the Cowboys. No, yeah, I'm saying the pr- past prior yeah. to the Cowboys game, they were at Tennessee and at Baltimore, and they Huge pulled wins. both of those out, and they were going into the week and said, you know, this one's automatic. And then the Cowboys kid came out and actually threw decently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think more than anything, I think definitely the Pittsburgh game was a fluke. You know, they're going to have a letdown game at some point. Sure. But the fact that they were just able to pull out that letdown game, I think says a lot. Yeah, and the NFL is super interesting this year, and we're not seeing, like, yes, they're 8-0, but I'm looking at their wins right now. It's like they're finding ways to win games, and that's all that matters. But their only, like, blowout win was against the Browns, which is both the Browns, I have zero faith in them, they're trash to me. And it's a divisional game, so those aren't super telling. But then you look at everything else, and (laughs) it is, (laughs) they have uh, one game, two games where they score one by more than a touchdown. Both yeah. NFC East opponents, Giants and Eagles. Yeah. Every other team, they're winning games, which is all that matters, but they're playing them close. I think, yeah. depending on the matchup, they could lose. But right who now, like you're they, right. Who do they play next week? Not very convincing. Oh, question. Okay, yeah, we can look. Oh, dude, they, this could be a 16-0 team. Their biggest opponents left are the Ravens and the Colts. Colts are late in the season. But then they have they have the Bengals, Jags, Washington. Bills will be a great one, actually. I they got the Ravens that. at home, too, this time. Yeah, Ravens yeah. at home. And they, you know, they, again, with Pittsburgh's defense, even last year, they, they contained Jackson. Mm-hmm. They came, you know, they handled them hard. And they, they did it a couple weeks ago when they played them. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, they can stop Lamar. Their defense is good enough to keep them in the games. Mm-hmm. It's just the bottom line with Pittsburgh and the reason they've been struggling for so long. It's just it's all been about that, that offense. And they haven't had Big Ben. Big Ben's going to probably be a Hall of Fame quarterback, guaranteed. But, you know, so The Steelers' defense, it's, they're not, like, like, amazing. You know, they're not, like, a dominant defense. Well, they're, no, but they're, like, top ten in, like, every step. Yeah, but it's weird. They're very good at everything. This year, defenses, I feel like, are there's no there hasn't been like a dominant, dominant defense. Oh yeah, we've obviously top spot switches everywhere. Obviously, this year's been heavily dominated by the offenses. We got so many teams of prolific offenses. You know, we can talk about Seattle, uh, you know, Green Bay is in there, Kansas City, Tampa Bay. I mean, they all got you know a lot of great offenses, but there is no elite defense this year. There's absolutely none across the board. So here's this, we're in our final minute, and this is a segment that I want to end every week on, just the new hosts to get their takes. Which team are you most excited? Just give 20 seconds wide, too. Which team are you most excited to watch this week? Oh, boy. Um, I would, I, you know, to be honest, I think going off that, uh, I would really am anticipate to see Buffalo play this week. You know, mm-hmm. they are coming off a big win against Seattle. Let's see how they can uh, come off that big win. You know, let's see how Josh Allen plays. I'm excited to see them go there too so we'll see how buffalo does after a big win because they haven't had a, a big win like that in a in a pretty long time so personally it might not be the most anticipated game but the one i'm most interested in is the colts titans like we've talked about this yeah. dozens of times for sure the titans can never seem to beat the colts and not it's, at all. it doesn't make sense um so this is a huge game especially for the titans and mm-hmm. with it being on prime time tomorrow 
Um, I think that should be a good game, and I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, two six and two AFC South teams, major mm-hmm. playoff implications. Yep. Uh, this week, uh, I am excited to see Seattle versus the Rams. Uh, I, since I this is audible bias, I am biased, so I am always looking forward to see Seattle play, and hopefully they can bounce back after that horrible game and see if Russ can get back into the MVP discussion against the Rams' pretty good defense. So, Right, you know. and uh, I'll wrap it up. Honestly, I think what I'm most excited this week is probably going to be uh, the Chargers because it's just there's still the enigma. Obviously, the Titans Colts is a big game, but this team, Chargers team, is an enigma, and they're going up against another team that's also kind of in the gray zone right now, the Dolphins. We know the Chargers aren't very good. They're not a playoff threat. But when they keep playing these close games where either one they could win yeah, or lose, yeah. that's always fun to watch. They, they've had close games week after week after yep. week. That's just been the story of their they, last, like, two seasons. Oh, they could be freaking 8-0 right now. They oh, could crap, be. Or 0-8. Yeah. That's just how it is. Uh, all right. Thank you for all for listening. We'll be back next week with more Audible Bias NFL Talk with three new cast members. I'll still be here. But uh, thank you for listening.